episode of Nintendo Power Block is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to find out more about Boss Rush Media's family of podcasts, head on over to patreon.com slash bossrushmedia to see which tier is right for you. Thanks for helping us build something better. Welcome to Nintendo Power Block here on Bosch Network. I am your host, the one, the only, Eddie V. And of course, we've got Boss Rush himself, Mr. Corey Derrick. Hello, good sir. Hello, Ed. You ready for E3 next year? <gasps> no. I sure am. <laughs> tears, 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 tears. Oh, we were talking about it, everybody. I had to have a, <laughs> I, I had to post it. I'm having a moment. <laughs> uh, I texted I text you, Corey, about it. I was just like, well, we're going to have a show tonight <laughs> uh, about this. Uh, but, yes, everybody, uh, we are close to the end of the year. I don't know if this is our last episode, Corey, or we got one Yeah, more. I mean, this is our last official episode. We might do some sort of Christmas one. Oh, wait. Ed, hold on. Ah, everybody, we might be ha- might be in for a shocking um item that Corey may be showing us. Uh, but yes, everybody, uh, to let you know, we have something. <laughs> oh my goodness, everybody! You must be watching the video if you're hearing this audio. We have Santa Corey in the building joining us. I'm sorry, everybody, for the dead space, but hi, Santa Corey. No, let's start over. Let's start over. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay, in five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Podblock here on Boss Rush Media. I'm your host, and I take excited Eddie V. Joining me is the one, the only bossman himself, Mr. Corey Derrick, a.k.a. Santa Corey. Hello, good sir. Hey, Ed, are you ready for E3 this year? Oh, no. <laughs> tears, 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 tears. Cry, oh. cry, cry. Oh, we, we will talk about it, everybody. Uh, but how are you doing, Corey? Uh, well, I'm good. I'm uh, my throat hurts a little bit, but it's okay. He, <laughs> it's fine. We uh, <laughs> it feels weird because we just recorded like three days ago, um, and now we're here. So here we are. <laughs> Yes, recording again. <laughs> recording again. Yes, everybody. <clears throat> and we got some major news today, but we're going to get about that a little bit later because uh, we have opinions. And uh, yes, I don't think you're going to like my opinion, Ed. <laughs> oh, it's. It, it, I think we're going to have a good discussion about it. Um, but Corey, uh, I know 
we just kind of got done doing a power block a couple of days ago. Um, and you guys, hopefully you enjoyed that episode. Um, but with the power of editing and scheduling, you will never know. <laughs> uh, but um, it's not, we, we didn't have our weekend yet. So, uh, you know, I think we're going to hop into Snack Tendo right about now. Uh, because uh, I got a Good Burger 2 meal from Arby's, <laughs> which contains a burger, a strawberry shake, and uh, cr- uh, crunchy fries. Uh, not the curly fries, but the other ones. Um, like the crinkle cut ones? Cr- yeah, the crinkle cut. Yeah. Well, mm. mm. um, Monday... I had a gyro that was so good. I actually ate it like it was a hot dog in the sense. Just, rom, rom, you know, all that lamb meat. Enjoying mm. it. It was so good. Mm. Neat. Nice. Nice. Uh, uh, what, how's that what, good burger burger? I haven't been into it yet. I actually uh, got my I actually got my food home and... How did it make with you to do pop Oh, Ed's gonna Ed's gonna try to eat on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try not to. I'm, I'm being. If you're chewing, Ed, pa- Ed, mute yourself. Okay. I don't need to hear the sloppy mouth noises. So. No. Yeah, my fries. <laughs> my fries are kind of gone already. So it's just the burger now. Mm. Mm. Just the burger. That's so weird that Arby's has burgers now. Can I just mention that real quick? It's kind of, it's kind of strange. Shoot, what what is Arby's doing with mozzarella sticks? Oh, dude, the bomb, don't, the bomb, the bomb dude, don't tease me sticks. about the mozzarella sticks. Those are amazing. Uh, they're the bomb. Trust me. They might be the best thing they have. <laughs> Pretty much. That's pure anointings. Oh, it's so good, man. So good. I only, I only could do the four the four piece. I can't do the six piece because after oh, man, the dude, dude after no, I eat just, the four, you, you just get you just get three orders of mozzarella sticks and eat those. You don't even get anything else. <laughs> yeah, that would work. That would do. Oh man, uh, dude, I could I could really use some Arby's right now. I'm like I've been craving Arby's for so long. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe 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 this weekend, maybe. How far is it from you? Not oh, there's far? well, we just got a new one here by my house, like five minutes down the road. Oh, so, nice. Uh, there's also one like three minutes from work, but I can't eat that stuff during the week. The Although I do have stuff to talk about today for Snack Tendo, so I'm kind of excited. Ooh, yes, nothing super exciting, but it's something. Well, Corey, what have you been snacking on? Uh, well, Ed. Uh, so we are having our end of the year meetings for work this week, uh, which would be last week by the time you hear this. And, uh, we went out to lunch as a team today to, uh, the Mexican restaurant that's right down the street from work. And, uh, first of all, got to have the chips and salsa and we got, we got the guac, the guacamole, and, uh, there's a little kick to it and it was really delicious. It was amazing, actually. Uh, and then 
Um, I got the lunch special number 14, Ed, which consists of a chicken burrito and a chicken enchilada. Uh, so now it's not a, like a Chipotle burrito or my Casa del Rio burrito. It's uh, more of just like a really thick, soft taco, uh, to be honest. But it was still really good. Still really good. That's good. I just want to say Mexican food is like my favorite type of food ever. Shoot, dude, I'm thinking this Saturday because I'm off this Saturday this week. I'm digging up just ordering some. We got um, uh, this place called Taco El Norte. Uh, and I'm probably going to order uh, burrito bowl from them. Because uh, theirs, theirs is different than uh, Chipotle's because they like do guac, um, sour cream. But they do some the different kinds of Mexican cheese and things. And... and uh, different kind of rice they like have mexican rice in it they don't have white rice like chipotle does um and it's got a nice spicy kick to it hmm. so uh i'm gonna uh order uh probably order from them the uh thing about it is that it is like a 15 minute drive but i just realized that there is one closest to me for my job so i'm gonna order there uh and pick it up it'll only be like a seven minute drive Hmm. Um, so I'm going to go there, pick it up and then come back. Nice. Nice. Uh, what else did I, that, that was about it. I think for that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, um, but yeah, everybody, that's going to be it for snack Tendo. Uh, it's time for play with power. Uh, Corey, I finished Control yesterday. Uh, and just like, of course, like I went through the game. Now, uh, what's going to be new to me, because I'm going, I'm trying to wrap some things up, some like the side quests and stuff. I am going to hop into the two DLCs because I've never got to play them on the original one. So since the Ultimate Edition comes with the DLC, um, I'm going to hop into those. Um, and see how they and, and like finish them up and everything again. I will be done with control, like, I'll take it off. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna get, get back to Super Mario Brothers Wonder and Super Mario RPG. I'm gonna get back into my Switch stuff, uh, also and everything and finish some things up on my Switch. Um, I did install Hogwarts Legacy, I installed Dead Island 2. Um, and uh, what else did I install? Um, I think I, I installed one more game on it, uh, because there was like two discs. I'm like, dang, I'm like, why is this taking so long? It's the oh, Remnant 2 is what I installed. I forgot that was two discs in our thing. Um, so those uh, three of my um, three of my games from uh, Black Friday are installed. Um, I do got to install Miles Morales on my PS4. And then there's one more game that I got to install on my uh, Series X. And I need to install Dead Space mm-hmm. uh, and everything. And then at least I'll have them on my system. But pretty much through the two weeks, I'm going to be trying to run stuff on not only Series X, but a lot of stuff for Switch. Um, because I have a lot of 2023 games that I, that I brought 
um for switch that i just need to straight dig into and finish like stuff like still in spring and summer that i just need to start and completely finish some indie games i need to finish um some of the nso stuff that came out um for different uh from <coughs> different uh systems uh that i never got a chance to play uh and f- uh, i'm going to finish um, so uh, that's going to be my plan for like my break, um, and everything, but like control right now is the game that, you know, I'm kind of working on while other games are like installing on my series X. Um, and then, yeah, get into my switch stuff and everything. So hmm. I'm glad we, uh, revis- revisited, uh, installing with power. <laughs> with you instead of playing with power <sighs> very nice <laughs> what have you been playing with power uh well really the only thing that i've played since the last episode uh i played um i played remnant from the ashes uh in a little bit of remnant too but i uh have been playing remnant from the ashes uh I'm not super far yet, but it definitely has a little bit of a uh, Darksiders meets um, Outriders vibe to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've been playing that, and then I played a little bit of Destiny 2 over the weekend uh, just because it's Destiny, and I always play Destiny, and it's my most played game of the year, according to uh, Xbox. (laughs) So I played 640 hours of Destiny this year. So mine was weird, um, because I posted mine on my tw- on Twitter, and the most I played was Vampire Survivor. I was like, that can't be it. Um, and then my second game I think was Redfall, uh, with thirty six hours. You played thirty six uh, hours of Redfall. Is, yeah, like what? Yeah. Dude, my stuff is. You my must stuff, be number one Redfall fan. It's 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 literally so weird because it's just like, why? I thought I played a lot more in 2023, uh, but yeah, it was, dude. It was it's it's so weird. So, um, like I I I just don't know why like because i play like ghostwire tokyo i play high five rush uh i play some of starfield but didn't really like dive into it uh because i just started playing other games and mm-hmm. it wasn't like picking up my interest um i don't like the flying in that game in starfield but i'm a i'm going to give it another try like so my total time uh is 401 hours. But I okay, so I play Spec Ops the Line, uh Midway Arcade Classics, uh Guardian Heroes, Dungeons and Dragons, uh Redfall, Alan Wake 2, Vampire Survivors, Control, Ghostbiker Tokyo, Jedi Survivor, uh Yakuza Zero, uh Death Store. One Piece, the role play, that role playing game, um, Hi Fi Rush, 
um, Final Fantasy 15, Wolfenstein 2. Like, that's all the stuff that I played on my Xbox. But I'm like, no, it's, it, I'm like, I play more. And it, it really feels like uh, Resident Evil 6 and Binary Domain. But I'm, but I'm like, no, I played a lot of stuff on my system. Why did it not capture it and stuff? Yeah, some of these stats don't seem right. Um, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get one from PlayStation because I didn't play enough of it, I guess, uh, this year. <laughs> so, so I got ten hours of PlayStation with no, I got twelve hours with ten of it being Detroit Become Human in January. It's in two hours of the game seasons, that indie yeah. game. I mean, February, I think. March. The, I mean, the only games that would be on there would be the three Spider-Man games, and then a little bit of God of War from earlier this year. I think, probably. Was uh, Horizon was last year. Yeah, for Midwest. I, I mean, I still played a little bit of it this year, but it was an, it was like an hour because I wanted to finish the DLC for the first one first, mm-hmm. and then I just never went back to it because. I don't care about PlayStation. Uh, my and like the controller, the DualSense hurts my hands a lot because it's just oddly shaped. I can't stand the DualSense controller. Ooh, excuse me. Uh, oh wow! I wonder why did it? Why my Xbox didn't recognize Starfield? Because I'm like I play Starfield for a good while. Why did it pick it up? I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean something's something's weird about that for sure. I think it's I think something is going on. Yeah, so I just got my Nintendo Switch ones that I'm waiting for. I know I have a lot in that. And it's probably gonna say Tears of the Kingdom or Pikmin 4 that I put a lot of time in. But I'm like, no, I played I played more on Switch with a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And so and I had to I had to like I just wanna let y'all know I did play a lot of twenty twenty three games. I, mm-hmm. I brought a, like most of the twenty twenty three games. Um that's all that's multiplayer. Um the only one that I'm missing on Xbox first party wise is uh Forza Horizon. Um because I think it was uh High Fire Rush, Red Fall, was Ghostwire Tokyo this year? Uh, it was last year for Xbox. It was two years ago for PlayStation. Okay, okay. so then it might have been... Uh, I might have just started it this year then because I know I got it like for like $10, mm-hmm. I think. I got it real cheap. Um, Starfield, I got... Uh, and I just didn't get Forza Motorsport. That's the only one that I get, need to get. I know for Switch, I need to get uh, Detective Pikachu. I'm going to skip 1-2 Switch. I really don't need that. Um, and I think I'm missing one more first party game, one or two for most first party games and stuff on Switch from Nintendo. But I got most of their like first party stuff for Nintendo. So it's been a, it's been a, (laughs) there's so many games this year. I don't, I can't. I don't understand how there are so many games this year. <laughs> um, it, it, I think it was a, it definitely was a great year for games across the board. I, I kind of feel like there shouldn't be no one saying whose system is better when it comes to the games. I think 
all sisters on an equal basis did a really great job. You know, Microsoft put out some some quality first party. Sony put out some first quality quality first party. Nintendo put out some uh quality first party. Like just the first party wise was really strong. Third party wise, even though there was a lot of remakes and reboots and stuff like that. Um, I mean remasters, I should say. Um, they were really great. Uh, AAA games and double A mm-hmm. games. Um, I, I think I just I think my downside for this year was the indie games, and I think it's because of the bigger names, uh, like the third party and first party. I think they, um, had so much goodness coming out that you missed the indie and like indie games kind of didn't get that talk this year it didn't get that that same chance and balance like it has done previous years Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think a lot of indies were definitely overshadowed this year um just because there were so many triple a games like i don't (laughs) i mean i'm i'm still having a hard time trying to remember off the top of my head what indies came out this year i mean oxen free 2 uh Uh, hold on. I'm just going to look it up because I don't remember. All right. Yeah. So, um, let's see. I'm just going to. Hey, could we, consider, could we consider the stuff released from Annapurna as indie? I mean, the sense? industry does. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm tired of arguing that point. I mean, Sea of Stars came out. Cult of the Lamb came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, these did not come out in 2023. Night in the Woods came out like five years ago. What are you talking about? All right. Um, so, uh, why do you not? Why do you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there, I mean, there's a lot. Don't get me wrong, but I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember. I mean, they were, yeah. So, I mean, Sea of Stars was obviously the big one. I think Venba yes. came out this year, which a lot of people really liked, and I still have on my list to play. Uh, I mean, I played Beacon Pines this year, but that came out last year. Um, okay. SteamWorld Build just came out. Uh, was Axiom Verge 2 this year, or was that last year? That was last year. I mean, that was a couple of years ago. Oh, uh, it came out on Xbox this year. Yeah, that's why I that's why I was thinking about it. Uh, Viewfinder came out this year on PlayStation, which I hear is really great. I really want to play that game, but uh, I don't want to buy it right now just because of, you know, things. Yeah, Uh, that Koa pirate game came out. I forget what it's called. Koa and the five pirates or something that looked really charming. That 3D platformer. Um, I heard Cocoon was good. Yeah, Cocoon Uh, came out this year. And I know one uh, indie game of the year, I think, or it was something. See a stars one indie game of the year, oh. which was like the only legitimate indie in that category. So good for them. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Cocoon, I know Cocoon won something, uh, and I I heard really great things about that game. Yeah, I think it was best debut, uh, best debut game they won because uh, that studio, even though. Half of it is the Limbo inside team. They it's a new studio technically, mm-hmm. so yeah. 
indie games indie games got overshadowed this year i feel too much so weird west came out this year yeah weird west uh, which i think a lot of people really like that's the that was the game by the uh devs who made dishonor and prey right that left to make their own studio yes yeah uh ravenlock came out this year ravenlock was a game i really loved this year uh by coco cucumber uh they did that echo generation that uh two years ago that looked like that stranger stranger things video game but not uh ravenlock i would if you're looking for like a kind of like a easy zelda style experience yeah i think Ravenlock. he was talking i think he was telling me about that yeah i got oh. all the ach- i got all the achievements on xbox for that it's only on xbox though right now okay i might have but to pick it up on xbox it's only 20 bucks it was it was really good i mean i play it through game pass but it was really good because it had like it was like three 3D dungeons like like a Zelda, old Zelda game or uh yeah it was it was more puzzly than I mean dungeons a very light term I guess you would say mm-hmm. uh man my head started itching and I forgot I had this stupid Santa hat on uh but I I think the puzzles and the combat are worth playing it's it's not hard I will say that it is extremely not hard uh but it was really fun uh, I use an achievement guide because there are a couple missable achievements, but it was, it took me about six hours to complete a hundred percent. It's not very long, uh, but highly recommend that game. Okay. Uh, what else did I play this year? Oh, I played unpacking, but that came out last year. Yeah. I think coffee did coffee talk Two come out this year. Or was that last year? That came out this year. Came out in yeah. April, I think. Um, yeah. That's a game I definitely need to pick up and play. I heard really, really good things. This is not as some people say the first one is still kind of is better, but they the people did enjoy too for what it is, and I can't wait to uh, play it again. I'm oh, not play it again. Uh, play it this year. Yeah, Smushy come home. Uh, Smushy come home came out this year on Switch and PC. We actually. Uh, had some humble onion on the Vossers podcast at one point this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's the mushroom. Was mm-hmm. that? The... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Guilt came out this year. The Stadia exclusive that um, nobody played because it was on Stadia uh, actually yeah. came out this year. So, uh, if you're into horror games, I th- I think that one's like a not a real horror game, but it's like a cartoony. I would say something like. Nightmare Before Christmas or Coraline kind of mm-hmm. art style. Uh, they had a game on Switch or WiiWare. I think it was WiiWare. They had a game on. Oh, uh, Tequila Works. They had they had a lot of stuff on Xbox Live Arcade. The last game they made was Rhyme. Okay. Yeah. Oh, such a good game. I oh. I still need to play Rhyme. Oh, dude! If you if you play it, let me know and I'll hop on and play with you. I know it's so play not not hop on play with you, but like play it while you play it so we can discuss it. Man, rhyme is just rhyme is so good. That thing is just so good. It's on my wish list, but it's still thirty dollars. I I feel like it should be cheaper by now. That's I don't know. 
but yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a lot of good indies this year. I just, I feel bad that they got overshadowed by all the triple A stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, Ed, should we, uh, jump into the good news, bad news? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody, it's time for Femi News. Corey. Yeah, so there's Take really, it away. <laughs> there's only one major story this year, this uh, this week, and uh, as of it, this it, morning, it happened this morning. I had no plan, no show plan today until this news happened. Uh, but the E3 Twitter account and the ESA Twitter accounts both tweeted out that um, there will there will be no more E3, and. Uh, a lot of people were really upset about that. I don't care either way, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I'm not, you know, I mean, E3 was definitely like a symbol to point to of like, hey, game announcements are coming over the summer. But I think Jeff Keeley's done a pretty decent job with Summer Game Fest uh, and also with like the Xbox developer directs and Summer Showcase and the Nintendo directs and you know, everybody has a showcase now. Like, I feel like I feel like there really isn't a need for E3 anymore. I know mm-hmm. people really want to go to E3 all the time, and I'm like, that's great, but there's 30,000 people there, and you're going to wait eight hours in line to play something that comes out soon-ish, you know? Uh, I would I would actually say if you want to experience an event like E3, I would go to PAX or something along those lines. So, uh, I... Oh, go ahead, Corey. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I know people really love the idea of E3, and I know you are one of those people. And it's not that I hate it. It's not that I dislike it. I actually really like the idea of E3. I just feel like from a commercial standpoint and the way the industry has evolved so much over Mm -hmm. the last decade that, like, E3 is just not needed, you know? It's just it's just not especially with like like I said, Summer Games Fest and Gamescom and the Game Awards like there are multiple points in the year now where there are multiple announcements and that's that's OK. That's OK. There are a lot of games to be announced. There are a lot of games. There are more developers than ever. There are more companies than ever. You're mm-hmm. not going to fit it all in four days. Well, I, I think with me. Definitely, it's the history of E3, um, and why I'm truly going to miss it. You know, um, uh, like for a lot of people who don't know that, like I, I was, I'm, I was a big fan of EGM. Like that was EGM was the gaming bible to me, <laughs> and I'm just gonna say put it out there. And every August. Or their August edition, uh, when E3 will put out. Of course, we got the booth babes, we got the costume. Uh, God, the booth no. babes. Remember we, when they used to like, <laughs> like handcuff DSs to the booth babes, and they would yeah. like stand awkwardly close to people while they played the the DS. Oh my yes. gosh! Uh, but it it was just like the cosplay, um, the game announcers. It, I mean, it was a different time. Uh, with the 90s and 2000s of E3 and um, uh, and this is when it was CES and then the changes to E3 that like if I, we knew that you couldn't be there 
Um, you know, as a kid, you really couldn't be there. And so you would read almost every page. Um, you would read the scores and, and stuff like that. Like you were getting news by reading. And once the internet started popping off and you got IGN and one up and game informer and the, the E3 conferences started evolving, um, definitely with the Nintendo Direct, you know, the way that we was looking at presentations through the internet and stuff, we kind of like were, we kind of felt like we were in the crowd with those who were there, who couldn't be there. And then when Nintendo changed their, uh, you know, after they got kind of like a various opinions, I would say, and they changed it to the Nintendo Direct, um, we started seeing a change in it because then we started seeing Nintendo producing these directs throughout the year and stuff. And that it, that same hype that we would have at E3 was the same hype that we was having for Nintendo directs. And then when the shows, you know, once Microsoft and Sony still keep spending money on these, like, you know, uh, productions to show off their games, people stopped being impressed by it. It was just like, okay, this is nice, but like, where are the games at? We want to see what we are actually getting. And because Nintendo was so good at the Nintendo Direct and delivering the message, we were able to enjoy E3 a little bit more uh, for this modern age compared to what we had in the past. So that's why, with, you know, with content creators and, you know, and you know communities watching it all together it really felt like you know it was the you know gaming highlight uh for the world and everything so you know uh but any thoughts Corey? uh i mean we we've definitely had some good times covering e3 <clears throat> i think i think that we uh I think that E3 was something that you and I could look forward to in particular because we would cover it and do watch alongs. And it it reminds me of times when this show started in particular and like, you know, what we were trying to do from time to time. But overall, I think there are other things that we could do, obviously pending like schedules and vacations and working and stuff. But like, there are definitely other things that we could cover and do and do watch alongs and uh, you know, that kind of stuff. But I, I, I can't say that I enjoy when we started off doing content with each other, like doing power block and everything. It felt so good. You know, us taking time off or, uh, you know, trying to watch E3 uh at different parts but like watching the nintendo and everything and just our reactions like watching these shows with you Corey, it's like one of the best moments of my life and i'm being honest because it's just like i finally get to watch something game related with a friend you know and <clears throat> yes it, it it may seem a, a, a little odd at times, you like, because there'll be some games we'd be like, oh, well, yeah. But it was just like watching E3 with you, or definitely the Nintendo stuff, it was just so engaging. 
and we was able to like live comment uh back and forth you know and have our natural excitement natural reactions to the stuff that get revealed and everything um but then we we started realizing that okay it's a nintendo direct yeah it's at e3 which we expect we we could do that same reaction at any nintendo direct or anything you know Mm. so yeah it's uh it's a it's a historical time for the games industry, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I, I, I know. Like I said, just for me, I'm going to miss it because of the history of you know reading about it, um, watching it, seeing what games was going to be announced. You know, dropping dropping my jaw because of stuff that's that's getting revealed that wasn't leaked or anything, um, and so. And it, it's it's going to be sad because uh, I I never planned to go E three. That was never my thing. Mine was like always watching E three because I always felt like it was organized in a sense. Watching E three with you, you know, with Boss Rush or you know, if I'm just having friends around, they want me to watch with them. I'll go watch with them, and it's just having that natural reaction. And yeah, we could do it at Summer Game Fest, but I. I just felt like with Summer Gang Fest, it, I'm not let down, but I just feel, sometimes I just feel like not only is it a little bit disorganized uh, and, and everything, it just feels like he just, it feels like Jeff Keighley accepts any trailer that's given to him. So if there's no gameplay or anything to it, and it's just a, a basic announcement, it don't, there's no joy to it. There's no feeling to it, and I and I just wish, I know I I said that I kind of want him to be able to deliver us like indie titles, maybe some some other developers and, and everything, or I'm like I don't know if he's even asking will some of these traders have actual gameplay and stuff, um, because it was that one year that he let everything you know just be shown, and it was just so much space games. And it's just like, are we really, you just show, you just allowed a couple, a few companies for the last 15 minutes show about four to six space games in a row. <laughs> like, this is not Space E3. <laughs> this is not the Space Game Fest. Like, bringing some diversity, some original ideas and stuff. And I just feel like Jeff Keighley is not going to bring that. He's just going to take whatever he can get. You know, you know, and I and, and <laughs> I know one of my friends is just like, I'm, we're just waiting for Jeff Keighley to jump on the opportunity to say something, uh, so he could like promote Summer Game Fest. I'm like, Jeff Keighley's not gonna say anything because of the Game Awards. He don't, he don't want people getting on him of what he did to the developers, uh, to the winners, I should say. Yeah, I mean, you and I have different opinions on the Game Awards, but, you know, that's, uh, <clears throat> did, did we, we, talk, we talked about it on the last episode, right? Yeah, we bit. did. Yeah. I don't know. I just, the show was already four hours and nine minutes long. I don't need everybody to stand up there and talk for 15 minutes about who to thank. I don't need a nine hour Game Awards show. Oh, no, no, it's, uh, no, it's not that or anything. I'm just huh. saying the, the way that some of the people reacted 
what they would say to Jeff, the people who responded to a Jeff Keighley tweet, if he said something, most of that would be the reason why they would respond to him. Oh, and they and they would joke about, oh, you're gonna are you gonna give the trailer short time like you give the winners and stuff. People are ready to do that or at Jeff Keighley if he if he was promoting Summer Game Fest because E3 is no more. Like if he was taking trying to take the event and stuff. That's what I mean. I mean, I'm just, oh. I think I think Jeff Keighley's event has been better than E3 for a while, but also a lot of the big companies haven't been in part of E3 for a while. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, I guess I I don't I think Jeff Keighley's doing the best he can with what he has. And I know people have issues with certain things, but at the end of the day, this is a business. He's running his own business, trying to, you know, make something happen when nobody else is or can or whatever. And I think I honestly think he's doing a pretty decent job at this. Is it perfect? No, not by a long shot, but I think he's doing the best he can. And uh, I think he deserves more credit than hate in my opinion. Well, and I, I agree. I, I think it's just, one of the things that we're going to get back into other show, everybody. I think one of are the are we? Things, there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, one, I think one of the I think one of the things is that with Keeley is that he only makes his appearance and his stuff be known when there's an event connected to him, and then when there's nothing really like connected to him, he disappears. He doesn't really like. Well, that's because he's an events person. He's not like. He's not, there's no nothing else for him to, you know, he's prepping for what, four events for the year? You know? I think two, really. Summer Games Fest, Gamescom is his. Uh, the when, video did Game when did Gamescom become his? Well, opening, thought... night, opening Night Live is his for Gamescom, which is, you know, that two-day thing that he does before oh. the actual event. Um Oh, so that's before. I think he's trying to do something in the spring, too, now. So he hits all four, like, four times a year. Okay, that might be new then. Yeah, because I'm just, like, Summer Games Fest and the Game Awards, um, that's when I see him. Like, he's promoting stuff, and he's talking about stuff. That's when we get more promotions from him. Um, But, like, everything else throughout the year and stuff. And I and I'm not trying to hate on Jeff Keighley. That's that's not my thing and, and stuff. Um I think sometimes there's just I guess I have an expectation that I hope that not I don't want to say that I hope that he can meet but that he sometimes can surpass. Um uh, because I'm like you know the industry. Uh, and you, I know you're paying attention to seeing what people uh, are liking and stuff. So, is there a chance to bring in your own way that same excitement and everything? Because I'm like, next year, we because we won't have no E3, we're all going to be talking about Summer Game Fest, and we're going to be talking about who's going to be at the show and everything. Uh, we just got to make sure days and times and everything because outside of summer game fest we're going really pretty much probably be talking about nintendo or microsoft because mm-hmm. um, i don't know us uh, sony does this their state of play in may 
that you know that'd be outside of Summer Game Fest. But I think they did theirs in June this year, the state of play. <clears throat> I don't I don't remember when they did theirs, to be honest. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't uh, I don't really pay attention. I <laughs> it's been such a hard year to pay pay attention and keep track of everything. I've decided just to like, yeah, maybe if we bring it up, then maybe we'll bring it up. <laughs> yeah. So uh that's I mean, that's just my thought. So uh I'm gonna miss E3. Um and I'm I'm being like for real sincere that I really am gonna miss E3. Uh there was a lot of like I said, it, it gave me a lot of memories, a lot of great reads, um, definitely being as a child reading EGM and getting the feels and stuff and you know, seeing Nintendo being there and presenting their games. And just throughout the years, Nintendo always are you know kept surprising us. Even when they had a down year or people didn't enjoy what they show, I still got something out of them. Um, and they still presented something different and everything. We, regardless of people liked them or didn't, like Nintendo did a lot of great stuff during E3 through all that time, even up until you know. Uh, before COVID and stuff, I I feel like Nintendo continue try to bring um a different viewpoint of games and what they had in store and everything. Yeah. Well, Rip E three, we'll miss you, but we uh look forward to the future of video games. Am I right? Video games. Yes. Uh, speaking of other sad stories, Ed, of uh, things shutting down, uh, Free Radical, the developers of Time Splitters, uh, was reopened just two and a half years ago, and Embracer Group have shut down the studios, the studio, uh, before Time Splitters Four could come out, and uh, a lot of developers were uh, tweeting out their last day messages and. Uh, Man, Embracer Group, man. What is going on with them? I I I really don't know. I and and then a lot of people kind of had turned their back on Embracer Group. Like they're they're mad because of all the, the all these developers that they're closing and all the people that they had that they had to let go and everything. I, this is what the f- third company third or fourth company that embraced the close well let's see there's volition that they shut down mm-hmm. uh free rad or uh yeah free radical um embracer shutting down studios what other studios did they shut down um i don't uh they shut down Campfire Cabal, which was uh, some sort of mobile studio, I think. Okay. Um, so that's at least three. I know they've Ooh, laid oh. off a ton of people. Let's see. Embracer will shut down more studio. Let's see. Who else did they lay off? Uh, shut down. Did they buy Crystal Dynamics? Yeah. They own Crystal Dynamics and IDOS Montreal and Gearbox are the three major kind of major studios that they own. Okay. Uh, but I know they're trying to sell those studios now. Uh, 
I wonder, my thing is like the reason why they haven't shut down <laughs> IDOS and, and Crystal Dynamics is because they're helping Microsoft make Fable and Perfect Dark. So, yeah. Uh, man, if, if, if Microsoft could just swallow them up real quick and just. I, I have a feeling they are. I have a feeling next year. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like we're going to hear something early next year uh, just because a lot of the industry is starting to like they're in the valley right now, but they're starting mm-hmm. to work their way back up the next mountain. Right. And like positive things are going to come towards developers. Uh, but we will see, I suppose it's not, a, it's, it's uh, those are two studios that I think we, uh, well, we as an Xbox really need Mm-hmm. Um, because they fill the slot, they fill that genre that Xbox sorely needs, which is a third person action adventure game. And I know Arcane is making Blade, right? Which kind of fills that void, but also like <laughs> that game is at least two or three years away. Some people say that game is probably five years away. See, I don't believe that just because they've they pitched it while they were working on Deathloop. And once Deathloop came, uh, came out, they probably started pre-production right when Deathloop came out and and they're probably this is probably their first full year of full production I would imagine 2025 at the earliest 26 most likely uh, I'm thinking like 29 28 or 29 dude that's seven years of development that games don't take that long to develop they take long but not that long <laughs> we're looking at Hellblade <laughs> too yeah, and that was announced. That was announced when. <laughs> well, but then that we was, also that was the concept. Also of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild. So yeah, but that's Nintendo. Nintendo take and then we got four Zelda games in between Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. So it's not like <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's uh, Embracer is just a mess, and they <sighs> man, I don't know. It is. It is what it is. So yeah, and I, 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 I never got a chance to play Time Splitters. Um, oh I man, you should. Say. Uh, Time Splitters Two and Future Perfect are both backwards compatible on Xbox. Uh, they're always like five dollars on sale. If you want a GoldenEye Perfect Dark style first person shooter, mm-hmm. that's what those games are. Um, they were fun at the time. Now, granted, they're. 20 plus years old at this point but i would still say i recommend it uh future perfect is time splitters 3 by the way one never came to xbox or gamecube but uh time splitters 2 and future perfect are on gamecube and xbox so they did all three games during the ps2 Mm -hmm. era yeah i think time splitters 1 was a launch window game for ps2 Okay. Uh man, what a what a rough, what a rough. And, and that was the weird thing, cause um, news wise, everybody, um, the free radical story came out first, and then the E three story came out. I'm like, uh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, because I know with free radical, it was just like being alleged, like nothing was happening. And stuff and then uh i guess um they finally announced it and yeah 
Zachary Radicals no more. Which I think they I think those people will definitely find jobs at other companies mm-hmm. um, and everything. Yeah. So, but that's uh, that's kind of all the news, Ed. I mean, we're wrapping up the year. Uh, there, there's really not a lot going on. Um. Well, I I just well, I think I'm gonna save this one for expansion pass. Uh, this news story. Uh, and it, it's about um Zelda producer responded to uh fans who want a more traditional linear adventure since they Tales already the they already said the mainline games are going to be open world from here on out. <laughs> So. Well, well, I know they, but they said like Tears of the Kingdom is like the final wrap up in that in this style, yeah, um, and everything, and they're going to be moving on, trying to bring something new. So, yeah. uh, so ignore all of my uh, my trilogy. So talk. I was thinking about that. I was driving and thinking about it. And I'm just like Corey kind of got his trilogy, but it's not the trilogy you expect yeah in a it's sense. the trilogy we have not the one we deserved <laughs> uh, oh, so man. good times so uh but yeah i mean we can we can talk about that on expansion pass we're actually recording one right after this so uh we can definitely do that but ed i don't there aren't any games coming out this week either really uh <laughs> Let me let me double check. We don't have it. We don't have a doc, everybody, just because uh, you know the E three news. The E three news was pretty big. Uh, this is actually a pretty short episode for us. Well, not that I really care. I'm just you know it's short. We just gave him a two and a half hour episode last week. <laughs> yeah. The um. Oh, that's October. I need December. Uh, so Tuesday would be what the 19th right yes so uh actually tara nail dropped this week or is dropping on the 18th which was the netflix uh sit uh city builder uh it's dropping on the 18th so uh yesterday by the time you're hearing this i hear good things about it it's a devolver digital uh city building sim or something along those lines uh but that's it, Ed. That's that's it for the year. I mean, the only other two games that are coming out for other platforms are Loot River is finally coming to PlayStation, mm-hmm. and the Resident Evil 4 remake is coming to phones. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. Because then most of the games that's dropping is next month in January, and I think the I don't think Nintendo have anything planned for January, but I know that that Prince of Persia one is like the big game, oh, uh, definitely for Switch. Prince of Persia is gonna be awesome. Yes. Um, uh, well, everybody. Uh, before we go um, and give our final thoughts, uh, Corey, I do want to ask you one question, uh, and, and it is a Nintendo related question. Uh, what was your one highlight from any announcements or news stories or anything from Nintendo themselves? Like, what is your your biggest one? Uh, I mean, I think the biggest highlight for Nintendo for me this year was Tears of the Kingdom and the fact... uh, um, But that was an obvious one. I guess a a Mm -hmm. not-so-obvious one would be, like, 
the return of a proper 2D Mario game because you know how I feel about 2D Mario games. And I know it kind of has sounded like I've been, you know, poo-pooing Super Mario Brothers Wonder, but I actually really love the game um, and the art style and uh, the badges and stuff. I, I really am enjoying that, and I'm really glad Nintendo decided to put out a new 2D Mario game, even though, you know, everybody's waiting on Odyssey 2 or whatever they're calling the next one. And uh, that was probably the highlight of the year. I don't really have any. Nintendo was awfully quiet this year in terms of just like big booming news stories, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but announcements and games that came out, Nintendo had an, another amazing year, even if it was quiet. And, uh, you know, I think the announcement of that, of that Mario game was awesome. So. Yes. Um, uh, for me, uh, one of my biggest highlights is, Play and completing Pikmin Four, mm. um, and well, you said news, man. Well, I said any moment, like from news, mm. games, like any kind of mm. or anything. But if I, I have to, if I had to go with the announcement, it definitely was Metro Prime Remastered. Like that, that when that mug got announced, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> And it looks so good. And them doing the digital physical thing. And us, of course, definitely with you saying more GameCube games getting remastered and stuff. And we kind of seeing that. Uh, that was a big kind of But like game wise, man, did not know how much I needed Ochi. Like Ochi is like my like newest favorite character in the Nintendo gaming universe. Like I love Ochi. And I pretty much Everybody who has played Pikmin 4 who loves Ochi. And, uh, spoiler alert if you guys uh, haven't played it, but uh, if he catches on fire, you would drop the controller and scream if you really love Ochi because it's like he's like crying and sweating and running around. You're just like, no! Like, it is... It, it, it's, it's so movie uh i got to talk to chad caselmo uh who's he's one of my twitter friends uh he used to host retro knots now he's working at square enix uh right now uh but i met i he uh we were you know he put a post up and we was talking and everything and i was just like ochi catching on fire is not my worst nightmare but i screamed and I dropped the controller <laughs> because my precious Ochi got hurt and everything. He was just like, it's devastating when that happens and everything. So, uh, but yeah, Ochi is like one of my new favorite characters in the Nintendo universe. I love him uh, and everything. And just seeing all the different color pigment on him, it looks so cool and everything. Uh, but yeah, my my highlight game wise is definitely Metroid Prime Remastered. Uh, being announced and then dropping. Uh, you know, waiting for that physical. It it's the uh uh Dead Cell uh kind of experience. Like Dead Cell got announced that it was coming to Switch, and everybody waited for the physical to come. Or most people waited for the physical come. And they were just like, if you want your physical, get your pre-order orders in. And them folks 
pre-ordered <laughs> Dead Cells. Like, folks was not playing around or anything. So, uh, any final thoughts, Corey, before we wrap it up? Uh, this? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're going to... We're definitely going to be covering this on our Game of the Year episode, but I just uh, want to reiterate that Nintendo had another fantastic year for the Switch, and uh, I mean, I definitely think the Switch is probably going to go down as Nintendo's best piece of hardware, mm-hmm. maybe ever. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because it's the mo- like the most recent console, right? I'm saying that because of just just the not just the sheer amount of software nintendo's put out on the console but like the quality of the software also you know they've made the right moves they put out remasters when they needed to they put out remakes when they needed to they put out new games when they needed to and i think it was a great mix of old new um and just quality across the board i don't know if i can really think of one bad nintendo released switch game really what's the switch sequel that's the that really is like the only one you know i would i would agree with you nine times out of ten but my my nephews and people that don't play a lot of games Mm -hmm. play those games a ton and i mean just because they're not for us does not mean they're bad games. And I mean, <laughs> I don't, I would say they are mediocre, uh, but they, they deliver what they intend to deliver. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> from what I've seen people like not quote unquote, non gamers and families and people looking just to do something stupid or fun. Like I saw some TikToks the other day of people playing, I don't know if it was the new one or the old one, but like they were playing those games and, and they were just doing like a drinking game b- with one, two switch or everybody one, two switch. And it was kind of funny. And I think that's exactly what those games are intended to do is like yeah. they're either for kids and their parents or college drinking games or, you know, <laughs> it's just, I think just from Nintendo themselves, like, game wise because i know it got low low ratings and stuff but i think it's just a game people forgot or wasn't even thinking about so that's 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 just the only thing that's low everything else like whether it was average or like top tier like nintendo had a fantastic year and like low-key a fantastic year and i think it's they have games that people are going to go uh, hopefully pick up Bayonetta Origins. I really hope people do get, pick that up and give it that game a play. Because uh, it really is good. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Nintendo. Yes. Uh, well, uh, and my final thought is um, thank you, everybody, for watching Nintendo Power Block. Uh, truly from my heart, uh, you know, we we do love the feedback. We do enjoy that you guys watch, laugh at, laugh at with us, uh, share your opinions, uh, you know, share your snacks and everything, and pick up the games that we are playing and discussing them. Um, we really do appreciate that you guys listen to us um, 
every week or whenever you can uh, on different podcasts, uh, networks of your choice that you guys, you know, or apps, I should say, that you listen to. Uh, We do have a big year for 2024 because there are a lot of games not only coming out, but Nintendo probably got some good stuff coming out. And, you know, we definitely want to cover it and talk about it. Um, but for 2023, really, truly from the bottom of our hearts, everybody, thank you for listening. Yeah, um, I uh, I also want to say I know we had a lot of like, we're tired, we're recording this because we need an episode out type moments this year. Uh, but I still think that like, you know, and I, I've told you and I've said this on other shows and whatever, but Powblock is like. I mean, Pow Block is our, it's like our, I don't even know how, what, how to explain it or say it, but like doing this show every week and expansion pass, like this is the, my favorite part of the week. This is the best. This is my favorite show that I do. And that, you know, and I think that 2024 is going to be, a an even more positive year for Pow Block, and I, you know, in I think we're gonna try to bring back Expansion Pass every weekend or every week, and try to, you know, really, really do it the way we've intended to do it for a long time next year. Um, and I, I can't wait. I can't wait for twenty twenty four. I can't wait to see if Nintendo reveals the next console. This is this will only be the second console reveal we've done together, Ed. Yeah. And yeah. uh I mean, I can't believe the Switch has been out for that long, but you know, it's going to be ex- it's going to be an exciting year. There's going to be a lot of games to talk about. You know, there's going to be a lot of uh probably a lot of interesting things to talk about. Uh mm-hmm. and so you know, I think Nintendo Powerbox is going to have a big a big year episode 400 is coming up in probably may ish i think so yeah can't miss that Uh, new Uh, headquarters for pal for pal block next year (laughs) new headquarters for bosphorus media yeah being in a new building i should say um also everybody um thank you daniel and thank you cordy for joining us this year also helping us with Power Block, coming on episodes and having discussions. We really do love you guys and appreciate you guys coming on and recording with us. I uh, just want to say that because um, they are part of the team and uh, we do love them uh, coming on and helping us out in our thing. So thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Cordy, uh, for coming on our show and recording with us uh, when you guys can. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's another thing too. I want to get more people on across the board, uh, you know, across the board, but especially here, you know, like Cordy and, and, um, you know, everybody that's been on before ha- are always welcome, uh, to be here, obviously. Yes. But like, you know, I want to, you know, Sebastian, uh, is, was a great guest to have on. Obviously, Secret Friends Unite, those guys yes. from co op mode are always great. Todd and, mark and you know i know our friend andre really wants to come on and yeah we gotta get andre, gotta get on, andre next year. on so that's that's a goal at this point to get um get those people on 
too. Yes. Well, with that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Have we're going to be off for uh two to maybe two or three weeks, depending on we'll see how yeah. time well, goes on and stuff. Definitely the week of Christmas, and then the first week of the year we're going to be off. But we'll come back with a probably a pretty beefy episode of uh, Game of the Game Year of the and Year in Review for Nintendo. It's going to yes. be one big beefy episode. So. Yeah, so, yeah, do get ready. Who would take our game of the year? You really may be surprised. <laughs> Trust me. Like, me and Corey haven't even had discussions or anything. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so are we just doing games that appeared on Switch, or are we doing games across the board? That's something we need to decide. So, for Nintendo, we're only going to do it for Switch. Uh you know, only for Nintendo. When we get to expansion pass, we're gonna do it for all. Okay. Yeah. Because expansion pass, we actually we have more freedom and everything. Uh, but I, uh, I kind of feel like with expansion pass, it's gonna be our personal top ten of games. Yeah. Uh, or any console, and I think for Nintendo, uh, Power Block, we're gonna focus really on on the Nintendo stuff because really, Corey. They're like there's close to about twelve to fifteen games probably just from Nintendo themselves. I gotta get uh-huh. the whole list and everything, but like th- there's just some goodness that really came out on Switch and trying to decide who's gonna take it. Um, it's gonna be the surprising thing because people might expect one game, but over the break and everything that might change by the time we even get to that game of the year discussion. So that's why I said people might be surprised. Uh, but with that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Uh, hopefully, everybody had a great Hanukkah. Uh, hope you have a great Kwanzaa. Hope you have a great Christmas. And even if you don't celebrate those things, please have a great holiday. With that, everybody, we will see you next time in 2024 on Nintendo Power Block. Bye, everybody. Woo-hoo! Goodbye, everyone. See you next year. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, Kwanzaa, all the and things. Happy New Year when we come back. <laughs> yeah. If you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support.